This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Why a four-year-old child could understand this report. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Run out and find me a four-year-old child. I can't make a head or tail out of it. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. There ain't no mountain high enough to keep Tyler Andrews from coming on this show. Tyler, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? I'm, I've been up for a while. I'm on Eastern time here. I already got a run in. So <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Andrews, who the hell are you? Where'd you grow up? What's your father do for a living? <laughs> Tell us all about you. <laughs> oh man, how much time do we have? Uh, no, I actually grew up in Massachusetts, um, so East Coast and down at sea level, and which you know now I've been playing around in the mountains a lot. It's funny; I don't think I've actually ever been introduced as a mountain climber before. I'm usually introduced as a runner because that's my background. I I ran in high school and college, and I've been running professionally, starting out with half marathons, marathons, moving into ultra marathons, and now. Uh, running up and down mountains. That's really uh, what gets me out of bed every morning, honestly. <laughs> so we're going to call it mountain running, not mountain climbing. There we go. <laughs> I mean, mountain climbing, mountain running, yeah, it's uh, potato, potato, you know. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's all good. Now, what did your father do for a living? Where in the hell does it come in that the, <laughs> the whole idea of the mountain, when did that day arrive that you decided you wanted to not just be flat, you want to go up? What what your mom and dad do? Tell us a little bit about how you grew up. Yeah, sure. Um, so my parents, uh, my, my mom's a psychologist, and my dad is uh, has worked in like technology his whole life. So he's kind of in the whole hmm. startup scene in the 90s and has worked in in, uh, in like information technology for, for a very long time. And mm. um, so I, I was really raised in like a house of like science and like an intellectual household. And mm. I really fell in love with the outdoors. Uh, you know, in my teens, I, I fell in love with, with running and pushing myself out just like in the woods around my house. And mm. then it wasn't until I came actually down here to South America where I am right now. I'm currently in Quito, Ecuador. Wow. And uh, I came down here for the first time in high school and really just completely fell head over heels for the mountains down here. I uh, I was 18 years old and I climbed a 19,000 foot mountain for the first time, like walking on snow with crampons and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's so badass. It's like the hardest thing I've ever done. And, uh, you know, since then, it's just kind of been a slippery slope of like more and more bigger mountains, uh, you know, kind of combining the my love of running and speed and, and pushing my body that way. And uh, along with my my love of the mountains, uh, you know, that's really where it's gone in the last few years. But, you know, it's funny, if you look at me as a child, like, I don't think anyone would have predicted this. I was a, not like a super athletic kid. I was kind of a nerdy intellectual kid. I was really into music and science and stuff. And, and then, you know, I, I just kind of found this, uh, this little niche for myself in, in long distance sports, you know, endurance sports through running. And then 
eventually found my way here into into speed climbing and, and, and mountain running, yeah. Now, how did you meet up with Doug Brennan, who I have to thank for introducing us? How did you meet <laughs> up with Doug? Yeah, sure. So Doug, uh, Douglas Brandon is actually uh, an athlete that I coach. So that's part of how I, I support myself and make a living is I, I run a company called Chosky Endurance Collective. And we're a bunch of pro athletes from various disciplines and endurance sport that, that coach amateur athletes. So he reached out um, looking for a coach, uh, training for some races. And so he and I have been working together for about a year now. Um, and yes, yeah, so he's the one who, who introduced me to you here. And uh, yeah, that's why we're here talking. Wow. That's amazing. All right. Tell us a little bit about the Andes. Tell us a little bit about this mountain that's the largest in, Amer- in the Americas outside of the Himalayas. I yeah. think it's the largest mountain on this continent. Tell us a little bit about sure. this mountain. Yeah, so the mountain you're talking about is called Aconcagua. It's the tallest mountain in the Americas. It is the tallest mountain outside of the Himalayas. It is 6,967 meters, which is almost 23,000 feet tall. Um, and it sits right on the border of Argentina and Chile. And the reason we're talking about this is because that is my, that's my big goal, I would say, for, you know, the next, uh, well, really, it's been my big goal for a couple of years at this point, but it's, it's going to, we're going for it next uh, month in January of 22. I have a, a small crew coming down with me uh, to Argentina, and we're going to try and set the world record for the fastest ascent and descent of that mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, to give a little bit of context, I mean, uh, this is a mountain that most people, I think it takes about two weeks from the trailhead to the summit and back. It's a round trip of about 45 miles. Um, and we're going to try and do it in about 11 hours. Oh uh, the God. current record is 11 hours and 52 minutes by a guy who happens to be a friend of mine here uh, in Ecuador named Carl Egloff. Um, he broke that record, I think it was about four years ago. Um, so we'll be trying to, that, that's the mark we're shooting for is that 11.52 round trip. Um, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be an exciting time. And uh, I, I can't wait to get out there. Training has gone great, and I think it's definitely a mark within our grasp at this point. Are you going to use oxygen? No. So usually people <laughs> use bottled oxygen over 8,000 meters. So those are those mountains are only in Central Asia and the Himalaya. And for speed climbing in general, I would say uh, almost, well, yeah, I think all the speed climbing records are, are done without oxygen, um, whether it's in you know, the Andes or, or the Himalayas. But in general, people don't use bottled oxygen in the Andes. They're not quite high enough unless there's, you know, some kind of emergency. I want to take advantage of the fact that I'm talking to you right now. My <laughs> professor sure. in surgery, Ranawat, Dr. Ranawat, taught me as a surgeon that the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. So here I am on the radio with you. My ears really don't hear or need to learn what I'm hearing. I want to know what you're hearing, what I what I don't know when you hear Edmund Hillary say this. Mm-hmm. One of the effects of, of high altitude is it's a little bit like having a dose of influenza almost being at, at high altitude. The, a lot of your energy and a lot of your drive tends to be sapped and people feel uh, fit and able to cope with altitude at different times, even during a single, you know, the few months of an expedition. So obviously you've got to get people who are well acclimatized, who have the drive and the enthusiasm at the right time in order to sort of throw them towards the summit and say, go to it. I understand fitness. You clearly are fit. What exactly does Edmund Hillary mean by you have to have 
people with the right drive and enthusiasm. What what is he saying that you hear that we need to understand? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting quote, and I mean, I think his his comments about altitude are, are really interesting because 